This week on Show Me Your News. No more online patches in the Smash Brothers update. Sony Pictures' drama with the interview and Minecraft story mode are discussed. Also, Halo 3 ODST's campaign is being remastered, speculation over a new Wii U gamepad, Notch's crazy mansion purchase is our hilarity of the week, and much more. We unwind before the holidays as we are gearing up for our upcoming Game of the Year awards. Hey, Gaming World, I implore you to... Show me the news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's... Show me the news! Your favorite Super Smash Brothers Brawl podcast from 2007 continues to cover the latest in the video game industry at showmeyournews.com. Now, let's join the show. Welcome! Welcome to Show Me Your News, the pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases. If it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Yoko, but you can call me Peter, and I'm in that Christmas party mood. I am Solara, but you can call me Miles, and I'm in that drink-a-lot mood. I am Evie, but you can call me Rachel, and I'm definitely in the Christmas mood, because I want to get on that plane, baby. Mm, yeah. That's right, you're coming back to America. Yay! <laughs> not like I've not been talking about it every fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are part of the SMYN network at showmeyournews.com, and our top stories today for episode 174 of the podcast on Sunday, December 21st, 2014. That's right, it's so close to Christmas. We're uh, still talking about Smash Brothers, and in that update, uh, we have news from Sakurai that might disappoint some fans. Well, mostly every fan of the yeah. series, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Big news this week in the tech world is the hacking of Sony Pictures. And, you know, Sony is related to... They sell PlayStation. It's related to games, of course. So it's the whole issue with... The film, The Interview, we'll talk about that and kind of breaking a little bit away from the normal gaming news. But then we're right back at it because Telltale announced a partnership with a surprising company. Hmm. Well, speaking of that company, Notch, there you go, kind of showing her hand a little bit. Notch just bought a new house. I have it, an ace. It's, it's ridiculous. We'll talk about stories and our story pool games that are out recently. We'll talk about the games we've been playing, and then we'll wrap things up with our YouTube video recommendation. Shorter show this week, I think, because we have the Show Me Your News Game of the Year Awards coming up, and my goodness, there is a lot of work still to do for that. So that'll be in a couple to a few weeks. Uh, this is our big production that we put on at the end of the year to you know, show the results of the fan voting in our community. With you know thirty categories this year, uh, mm -hmm. we do musical numbers, we do bits, and we're bits. puppets. Watch us dance. <laughs> All for <laughs> your amusement. Pretty much, yeah. So we'll dance for you, but not that way. So that'll be yes, we will. That'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, but it means that you know we'll be taking breaks from our shows and putting our attention on on that. So, so yeah. How have you guys been? Pretty good. Pretty Tired. good. Yeah. I, I think the Christmas party mood and the drink a lot mood is kind of one and the same. Uh, yeah. I, I don't really drink, so I, I I did have a few drinks the other night when I went out for a Christmas party with work. Well, there you go. 
but I I can really tell that I don't drink a lot because I got drunk pretty quickly. <laughs> mm. I had like about four drinks at night. I failed to get drunk after slamming down ten uh, mics, smashed apple ales. Okay, You're but how often do you have though. a drink? Yeah. I don't I don't drink actually all that often. That's literally like near a monthly to bi monthly occurrence. Mm. I mean do you like do you have like a beer every day or a beer every other day, just the one? No. Oh, okay, so that's different to me then. Never mind. I don't drink. So. I'm just saying you you might be drinking again when you come out yeah. this week. Oh so boy. I think I think I'll be consuming a little faster and a little bit more. <laughs> Stay tuned to our uh, Twitter Especially accounts. If- Especially if you consider the game Never Have I Ever, Mm. and then I'll just be like, well, time to take a drink. Well, time to take a drink. Well, time to take a drink. And a certain (laughs) show on the Show Me Your News Network. Keep uh, plastered to our Twitter accounts. We're at Show Me Your News. And uh, we're looking to have a pretty big weekend this upcoming weekend. So keeping our fingers crossed for that one, and hopefully you'll get to enjoy the fruits of all that labor. So let's talk about Smash Brothers, and the game's been out on Wii U for about a month. This is this is the month anniversary of when it's been out in America, and after all the Nintendo Day craziness, and it's kind of weird. I gotta say, like I haven't been playing it as much as I would have hoped. Mm. I mean, that's that's adult real world shit talking, but like I, I yeah, I mean, I've only played it for like three times, really. Hmm. I played it with some eight player Smash. And then one day I played it a couple times, and I went through the events. And then the next day I just kind of finished off the events, and I haven't touched it since. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, it's a sense of, you know, work and travel, and then there are other games to play. Uh, but PM. <laughs> but this is still Smash Brothers for you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got the news from Masahiro Sakurai. He had an interview, and I believe it was a Famitsu or you know, something of the, the sort, where he said that 1.04 is the last significant patch that is planned for Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS. The one that's already out and changed a lot of things, and people are still kind of trying to hunt down what it may have changed. Now, if you know certain things become too out of hand, I'm sure like if they get like a really big glitch or bug that you know is you know game changing in a way, or yeah. it's something that just makes the game not function properly anymore, I'm sure they'll go back revisit that and take a look at that but they say yeah. that they're working on Mewtwo and like that's where most of their focus is that's I mean, all interesting and all but like we only got the one patch that changed everything like point one, point two, point three, all of that those weren't nothing balanced happened there mm. and like with no more other patches planned that's Honestly, a good thing. It lets the metagame develop on its own now. Right. Problem is, they didn't remove all of the problems with that patch. Mm. Mostly Rosalina and Luma. <laughs> uh, and their infinites. Not as easy to do, but I've heard that it's still just still just as possible. And uh, I'm just sad that, you know, they patched DI back in, but oh, they didn't yeah. patch SDI back in. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's straight. You know, after talking about vectoring and all that, that that goes away. They still have yet to also do the patch for adding the Miiverse stage, mm-hmm. which uh, people also started to data mine the soundtrack for Super Smash Brothers yep. for Wii U. So that is out there in the ether for for procurement. Mario Paint. 
Mario Paint <laughs> remix. That's so good. It's such a great little song. Mm-hmm. And a Wii Shop channel that doesn't suck? Yeah. Yeah, how about that? How about putting effort in? Mm. So <laughs> we'll eventually get you know that update, because they've promised that one, and you know a lot of the content seems to be there on the disc. But, yeah, as far as balance patches, yeah, this may be it. Uh, Rachel, what do you I think mean, about it? I mean, the main thing that I think of with Smash is that, you know, once you've unlocked everything, there's not much else you can really do by yourself. So you're not going to pick it up as much as you would do when you're around friends, because mm. you've already got everything that you set out to get. Really? Yeah. Doesn't mean it's a bad game. Definitely not. It's an amazing game. Oh, it's just content, a case. Yeah. yeah, it's just the case of that once you actually once you're done with the bits that you can do by yourself, that's pretty much all you're able to do. So you you know, what's the point in just going over them again and again and again? You may as well just play it out when you got friends. Over. Mm-hmm. It's never... a game that really favors the multiplayer and you need other people and that's why you have the competitive community there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm certainly like I've been watching the competitive community, and when they and the new ATs, they've been finding like perfect pivoting, yes. which is looking amazing. Like, there's some serious stuff that can happen in this game. Mind game, games. Yes, I like this new wave dashing idea, and it's definitely going to help me in my future in Smash if I can continue that. Hopefully, mm-hmm. and. uh on, with the whole on, no online patches, no DLC, like, the only problem I'm having right now is going, guys, you have an opportunity here. Please use it. Mm. And it looks like they're like, nah, we, it's like, we finish our games. It's like, yes, this is a finished game. No one's arguing that this isn't a finished game. Right. But you can do more. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I get how, you know, we talked about last episode with Megami, how Sakurai's tired. Like, give Sakurai a goddamn break, you know? He can have a break. He doesn't have to oversee the next kind of bits. He just can, you know, come back, see everything, be like, all right, cool. And mm-hmm. then go back to do what, and go back to being on break. Yeah, it, he's very meticulous. He doesn't let anything pass without his okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's tired, but he's tired for his own reasons. He's tired because he loves his job. He, like, if he wants a break, that's great. But, you know, you can put someone else in charge. In fact, you know, some people in the community might be more preferring if he was no longer in charge. Mm. And there was that thought with the possible Smash 6 that's starting to slowly become in development. Very interesting thought. And then you're also combining that with the Amiibo release, which you're a month in with Amiibos on store shelves. Mm Mm-hmm. We had, you know, talk a couple of weeks ago about how, oh, they might be, you know, discontinued. You know, some of the more, you know, the least popular ones. Uh, you had uh, Wii Fit Trainer, Marth. you had Village, and Marth. Uh, now, whether that's, you know, just the demand just snapped up the supply very quickly. Uh, you know, there, there was a lot of mixed messaging there. You had people, different positions in Nintendo saying, like, oh, they're not, they're not discontinued. They'll come back. And it, it's just gotten even more muddled. Yeah. yeah, I mean, over here, there's been, I remember um, some friends have been posting online about how they pre-ordered Amiibos, and they've had their orders cancelled, yeah. and it's been around about the same time as when the prices of these Amiibos have actually been rising mm. in the store. Well, the prices have been rising, I think, just because of the demand. Uh, the oh, eBay yes. prices are, are crazy. Yeah. So it's like, they, they, you know, they're not saying that you know, their order's on hold or anything like that, it's just been flat out cancelled. Right, no, that was, that was yeah. Toys R Us here in the States, and mm. I can speak to... <laughs> that's that's kind of uh, I don't want to say not surprising, but 
If a store could do that, yeah, Toys R Us, and that that's not totally shocking. They have the Lucario. <laughs> so it's not surprising. Like I don't want to say it's not surprising, but it's wing wing. Not surprising. Wing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, I, any, I if any if any store if any store would not handle their online business properly, let's say it'd, it'd be Toys R Us. Yeah. As far as the Amiibos are concerned, like I have a Mario. I won it at a tournament at the GameStop, so that mm. was cool. But uh, I was like really upset because I'm like I really wanted a Marth, and I thought about it, I'm like. No, I wanted a Lucina. She's not out yet. I'm going to make sure I get myself a Lucina. Yeah. And that's then I'm like I stopped and thought about it. I'm like Yeah, that's that's honestly really it. I might go for Sheik. Might. Probably not. I think there's so many like you don't need to have all of them. You just need to have like whoever you're gonna main. Yeah, unless mm-hmm. you're a collector, uh, th- those people are, are going to be you know, hunting and paying ridiculous amounts of money. And this mm-hmm. is where you know the drama was because Toys R Us has the Lucario exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, now you have different exclusives. You know, Be- uh, Best Buy is Meta Knight. Uh, I think Target just got theirs recently announced, and I, oh man, I read what that is. But yeah, you have GameStop as as Shulk. Uh, so they're kind of just all over the place and. Yeah, when you have drama on a specific retail level, it's just it's just no good. Yeah, yeah I don't like that that exclusivity thing mm, no, that they're doing with the amiibos. But uh, as long as I can, probably, I'm probably gonna see if I if I get really into this game, I'm gonna pick up. I'm gonna try to pick up amiibos for the top tier characters yeah. so that I can practice against AIs that get better and fight me better. They can become very good training partners, absolutely. Uh, you know, not necessarily like the cooperative, you know, oh, amiibo, be on my team, but like, you know, training partners, I can see that, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you also had Captain Falcon, who was recently released. So they, had, they have Wave 2 uh, that has been released uh, in, you know, the December. They have Wave 3, which has a lot of them uh, coming in February. But yeah, the the wave two with Captain Falcon, not a lot of supply on Captain Falcon. You'd think that he'd be more popular, especially for Smash. But mm-hmm. he's a tough one to find apparently right now. I can probably walk up to my GameStop. I've got, I think, three GameStops right next to me, mm. and they're all within five minutes of each other. So like, I'm not worried about it. I can probably go and find all the rare ones just outside my door if I felt like it. Very tempting, I'm sure. I didn't even really think about it, but, you know, if I do sell them on eBay, maybe I do have a reason to be tempted to buy them. So many people are pissed off at people saying that they want to sell them on eBay. <laughs> I've seen it, and people are like, you're the worst kind of person, and I'm like... Oh. And I'm just kind of like, I'm a rich kind of person. The big news, I think, in the tech world, though, has been the hacking of Sony Pictures and leaking of emails and whatnot. <laughs> They're about as stable as Sega. Yeah. What that... is with these Japanese companies and all of their stuff getting hacked into? Like they had I think they had, you know, certain things where their password was password. And that's like rule number one. You don't mm. do that. Uh, We're a big company. Let's have our password be password. One, two, three, four, five. Wow, their bank account number is the same as mine. That's the same combination on my luggage. Oh my sorry, god! That's a, not, sorry, yeah. that's a Mel Brooks joke there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, they not only had you know private emails leaked that's getting a lot of people in hot water, and uh, they also had you know their films, like the five more recent films that they're going to be showing. Some of them were slated as Christmas Day launches, and like. There were DVD rip copies like on their servers, and so those got out. 
<laughs> before nope. they were in theaters. Uh, but the the more pressing issue that you know has become the talk of the web has been the cancellation of the film The Interview, which is the Seth Rogen directed and starred, or co-directed and co-starred, uh, mm-hmm. along with uh, James Franco starring. And it, they, they're making a film about they're, they're essentially going to assassinate Kim Jong-un of North Korea. And of course, it's all like in a comedic way, but then you've got to think, like, why would you make a film that's, you know, taking down, like, a dictator that's currently in power, a world leader that's currently in power. Um, because history has shown that we've always done this. Mm. Seriously, yeah. check and <laughs> just look back in our history. We try to do this. We do this a lot. Mm. Just look at Hitler, okay? Did we do one about Castro? Yeah. I think so. Mm. Sorry, I'm going to sound really dumb when I say who. Aren't I? Uh, Fidel Castro, Cuban leader. It's okay. Cuba's not a, th- a thing to Europe or England. I get it, but yeah. they're sorry. 90 miles off the coast of Florida and the, the southeast. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. I yeah. mean, not all the American news, unfortunately, gets over our way. Really. I mean, I mean, half the time we're trying to assassinate Castro in almost all of our anime <laughs> works. Huh. Simpsons dead at King of the Hill dead at Simpsons dead at. Yeah, it's like everyone pretty much tries to kill Castro. I know South Park did it. <laughs> Well, so like, and we've had probably had a couple movies where assassination of Fidel Castro was a point plot point. Hmm. Uh, even though that you know Team America World Police had Kim Jong Il in the film, and there were no stinks raised about that, uh, North Korea, or at least hackers that claim that they are from North Korea, were the ones who were responsible for breaking into Sony Pictures, and uh, they threatened. Physical acts of terrorism at movie theaters. If they, you know, the film would be shown, you have yeah, a lot yeah. of the main theater chains that you know decided to not show the films as a result of that, and you know that kind of crippled the the domestic viewer base uh, because you had you know AMC is one of the big ones that there's like five significant chains. Yeah. Uh, but then Sony eventually decides just to pull the plug entirely and not show the film. I think that's either dumb or the most brilliant marketing scheme I've ever heard. It just kind of makes <laughs> me think, like... to see this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to see it now. I mean, so, don't get me wrong. So, Team America was based around, you know, kind of making fun of um, King John Hill at the time. And, uh, you know, just, you know, against that. America, fuck yeah, and everything like that. And it was a great movie, and they didn't really kick up a storm about that. But, yeah, to actually make a movie about someone and trying to assassinate them, like, I know it's a comedy, but have you met North Korea? Have you guys ever sat in a room and just exchanged pleasantries? Because they, they don't to like stuff one. like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm in the crowd that says, Eh, screw them. <laughs> yeah, but I honestly they, they, don't care. They they they, I mean, they might they might hit us in the face, and it's not very nice. Well, if they can even reach us, we've seen the <laughs> missile program. It doesn't go very far. Yeah, they've had <laughs> rockets blow up that try to launch. Really? They, they try, they, yeah, they've tried. We've watched them try, and it, they, we watched them fail horribly. Oh boy! We've got such a strong navy force, you know, around them, and we're just kind of like. Yeah, they've uh, they've tried. 
<laughs> Their military is like 50 years behind. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. They're, they're trying. And, you know, they say they have, you know, different things. And we're just kind of like, I know we you have them, but the only one you're going to hurt is yourself when it blows up 10 miles outside your coast. <laughs> I mean, uh, this this is the country that goes on and reports to its people that North Korea won the last World Cup. What? I mean, North Korea didn't compete, but you got to feed that propaganda machine, right? Yeah. Of course. They can't probably yeah, the feed Olympi- their people. The Olympics, and- Olympics was uh, North Korea won everything, and China got second in everything. And I guess that's why, you know, when you, you know, have Seth Rogen talking about the film, is because he's the, America sees North Korea as a joke in a way. And that's why I guess it was allowed to continue in the first place. It's not a smart idea to make a film about assessing a world leader. But you're right. It's in one way, in one one strange way, you're right. Everyone wants to see the movie. If it comes out on you know DVD, Blu-ray, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to make a killing oh, yeah. because of this news. Now, at the same time that these, these cyber terrorists have gone on record and said that you know, it's wise that you stopped distribution of the film. But now we want you to eliminate all, you know, basically record of the film even existing. So we, we want you to never release it. Uh, we want you to, you know, go to websites that are hosting the trailers and force them to take it down. Like, they're trying to demand all these things. And because they've gotten this one... Small victory, and this is how it works. It sets a really stupid, dangerous precedent. And that's mostly why people are bothered. And even Obama's like, ah, uh, Sony, you should have come talk to me first. <laughs> uh, because that's, that's stepping on dangerous foreign policy territory if... <laughs> what the... <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, We're all making noises today. <laughs> it's a text from Obama saying, I didn't like that impression of me. Close down. Show me your news. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. But uh, Obama, me and him, we're kind of like buds. He's, he's kind of streaming and you know listening to us. Yeah. We might not stream anymore, but uh, we're still streaming to him. The NSA <laughs> tapping into our Skype call is that. It? <laughs> oh boy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it just sets a really stupid precedent that you know now you have you're gonna have these people who think like, oh, well now if I can do this, I can try to get what I want depending on how perverse and whatever it is. It's really stupid. Here's what Sony should do. They should cut a deal with Netflix and then put it on their instant queue. Mm. <laughs> Take some revenue from Netflix. Netflix can just buy the movie off them for, you know, so much. Because then Netflix is going to get a whole bunch of people who don't even have Netflix yet to get Netflix. <laughs> and everyone's going to watch the interview. So at least they make $8 from a couple million people. Mm-hmm. And that way Sony makes some revenue back and, hey, North Korea, you're going to blow up our theaters, huh? So, um, whose house are you going to hit? Everyone's. You know, that, one, that, that one person's house over there? Um, wow, you're kind of dicks. Good luck. Yeah, it's like, good luck. You can't blow up the internet. They mm. probably could. <laughs> no, they couldn't. They really couldn't. I'm surprised they were able to hack someplace where the password was password. <laughs> let's get. Let's be real here. I'm surprised they have a computer. Yeah, no, that's that's probably the real truth. No, it's just it's just really 
unfortunate. And it's it's something to talk about. It's not you know gaming news per se, but because it's all part of the Sony parent company. I mean, you're seeing emails being sent you know to Kaz Harai, former PlayStation head for Sony Computer Entertainment. Uh, so it's it's all kind of tied together. It's just it's really what everyone's talking about, at least here in the states. How far is it? Has the news traveled in the UK? They're talking about it over here too. Um, they're they're definitely talking about it over here. It's on the radio at the moment. Mm. It's been on the radio several times a day about how they're having to cancel the interview, and um, they even brought out on the radio about how they're actually canceling showing things like Team America. Yeah. Um. So that those have both actually managed to make their way over here, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember talking to Pete about this. Yeah. Um. Just and the guys in my office just have no fucking clue. They're like, oh, what? What's the interview? And I'm like, oh, are you serious? They're probably even just like, what's the internet? They're probably saying, yeah. what's the radio? Yeah. What's this old radio thing? <laughs> what is this contraption? It plays music to me. I love it. Hmm. Now, it that's, you're also mentioning the, the cancellations of the you know, airing or showing in theaters of Team America. Yes. Paramount, that's just even a, a bigger lack of balls. Yeah, they're like, you know, oh, we have this movie that was really funny and everyone liked it before and now this has happened, oh, we're going to cancel our movie all of a sudden because Mm. reasons. That's America, fuck what? (laughs) (laughs) So in our show notes, we'll have like a a big list of stories from The Verge that you can kind of see how the story is developing or how it started because it all started with the initial hack of Sony Pictures but it, it's quite the drama and it's this connected world that we live in today mm. just you wish that people would sometimes just think these things through and how just the bad precedent that you're setting so about a couple days ago you were getting wind of the the news that Telltale Games was working on a partnership with a mysterious game developer who, you know, they each had mutual respect for what they do and that an announcement would be made soon. And I know I was, you know, Rachel and I were, you know, unchatting, we're chatting at work, and I'm like, well, this this story came up. Like, what could it possibly be? We're thinking, like, could we have a Bioshock game? I mean, like, Ken Levine likes the, the narrative, you know, driven games. Maybe he likes Telltale, and they work with him. Can you imagine, like, a Tales of Bioshock? That would be awesome. That'd be really cool. Unfortunately not. So what did it end up being? Fucking Minecraft. Minecraft. Okay, I love Minecraft. Don't get me wrong. I know I say it differently than you. Shut up. Um, but yeah, I don't want I... to call it fucking Minecraft. <laughs> fucking Minecraft. Um, I enjoy Minecraft a lot, and I love to create on Minecraft, and it's a it's a big favorite of mine. However, I don't think these two mix. One of these things just doesn't belong here. So um, it's Minecraft story mode. My take on this was, I can't believe this is still that popular. But every time I go into the popular page on YouTube, which isn't very often, but when you upload it on, like, YouTube on your Wii, it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's right there and you look at it and there's, there's Minecraft everywhere. Mm-hmm. New Minecraft videos, Minecraft this, Minecraft that, and like, man, this really is, like... As timeless as Legos, it feels like. So it's also like one of the most popular things on Twitch as well. So it's hard to escape from Minecraft. I don't hate that. I I loved Minecraft when I played it, and I don't have a computer that can play it at least comfortably anymore. So 
that's kind of why I stopped playing it to begin with. And there's so many nice mods that I wanted to play, and I couldn't run them. And... Anyway, <laughs> as far as this uh, Minecraft story mode is concerned, neat. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm I'm intrigued enough to buy it. Yeah, I, I, I but, think or at least watch someone else play it. it. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair way to do it. Um, I honestly would like to like do something for it at the uh, Show Me News anniversary this year. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Mm -hmm. But uh, one thing I'm looking at it with is uh, I at first was like, Minecraft doesn't have a story. There's nothing to make a story out of. And then I stopped and thought about it, and I just made that reference a second ago. There's so many videos about Minecraft. Yep. That and a lot of them tell stories, like "Take Back the Night." Uh, it was a very popular music video based in the world of Minecraft. So this Minecraft story mode is completely and utterly possible in so many different ways. That at first, my first reaction was like, "What? How do they make a story out of Minecraft?" And it became it quickly became, "How could they not?" Yeah, and There's when you have the people, so when you have the people behind. You know, games like The Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us. And now you have Tales of the Borderlands and Game of Thrones. Telltale are very talented storytellers. It's really interesting just like how Telltale started. And then, like, they pretty much just picked up, like... Honestly, I think it was started with The Walking Dead. You know, Sam and Max was well-liked, but Telltale wasn't really out there hugely. Mm. And then, you know, Strong Bad's Cruel Game for Attractive People was out and that was like their first like little foray into you know doing other licenses yeah and then suddenly walking dead happens and now they have everything i think the walking dead you know really brought back the popularity of the adventure game i don't think you necessarily yeah, see a revitalization of something like king's quest if the walking dead from telltale didn't blow up as much as it did mm. so i it's quite the it's quite the announcement and we'll see how it develops. I mean, first episode coming sometime in 2015 because they do have those other games that they are working on. Go Game of uh, Thrones and stuff as well. Yeah, exactly. So they're not working on creating an official canon story. I wonder now if, like, will they even keep it in the same, you know, cube style? I, I would imagine they would, have, think, yeah. they would have to. Yes, but, it would definitely be in the cube style. Because I think Tales of the Borderlands still uses its unique style. A little bit, but those are both kind of, you know, cel-shading in a way. And, yeah, Game of Thrones kind of goes for a little more realistic. Yeah, it's possible. It just all depends on what they can fit in their engine, which, granted, is a little outdated and could use some updating, but as long as it works. As long as it works. Well, I think Game of Thrones will look a little bit like uh, Wolf Among Us and Tales of the Borderlands and Walking Dead have a very similar kind of style to mm -hmm. them. So Minecraft will definitely probably... It'll be in blocks. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of Minecraft and how Mojang is partnering up with Telltale, the former owner of Mojang, when that got sold to Microsoft earlier this year for two billion dollars, two and a half billion dollars, it's crazy. Very interesting to note that it's, he sold it to Microsoft, and yet story mode is for PlayStation consoles as well. Just <laughs> that's, that's I good know point. it's multi-platform. It's crazy. Good point. Mm. I think you know Telltale driving the. the Maybe new, it was something that was made before, like you know, a deal was made with um, with Telltale Games before this deal was made with Microsoft. I it's wonder. a possibility. It's, it's a it's, possibility, but it's also like, yeah, we own it. Come on, my it's a, Sony, sell our game on your consoles. <laughs> Give us money. <laughs> Part of it might also be it's because Telltale is handling 
the publishing. I think that mm. might be part of you know where they allow the different you know games oh, yeah. to go. Absolutely. So, but also, if you think about it, Minecraft is on PS4. It is. It still is yeah. for now. But you know, every sale for Minecraft goes to Mojang, and Mojang is owned by Microsoft. So every yeah, sale true. for Sony goes to Microsoft. That's true. I mean, if it's on both platforms in the end, all gamers win. But yeah, speaking yeah. of Minecraft, the hilarity of the week, good old Notch, Marcus Persons, got bulk, I'm sure, of that $2.5 billion. And what did he do with it? He bought a house. But not I just have. any house. The most expensive house in Beverly Hills, California, formerly owned by Jay-Z and Beyonce. <laughs> Because why not? Because because money. Because he has it and he can do it and he he did it, and uh, he can definitely work on his own little games there. If he wants, I mean, I wouldn't work if I'm living in that house. I I don't know. I'd probably. I know exactly what I'd do if I had that house. That would be like Smash Central for days. Yeah. I think this house was used in uh, what should I call it? Galaxy Quest. Oh, Galaxy Quest. Okay, interesting. Uh, I'm looking at it, and, and I believe it's, uh, yeah, it was definitely probably used in Galaxy Quest as the place where uh, Tim Allen's character lived. Because mm. <laughs> I'm looking at it, and it's like, this looks exactly like that scene where he, they, yeah. aliens come to pick him up. It's a very nice place, though. Like, hell, I'd want to live in a place like that. It is nice. I love that view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's gorgeous. It's a $70 million home. As far as the sale went down, you're just reading all the different things about this. Like cases of Dom Perignon, part of the deal. <laughs> Vodka and tequila bars, a candy room, an 18 seat tiered screening room. That uh, sounds awesome. Jesus Christ! Eight bedrooms, 15 bathrooms, all equipped with $5,600 toilets. What? Um. $5,600 toilets where your shit goes in. <laughs> I poop in the most expensive thing I can find. It cost me lots of money. I could just imagine all of the Smash I'd play. <laughs> and all those, those big, big screens. My, yeah, go and take a look for yourself. They even have a video there in our show notes. Uh, but, wow. Look at that. I'm not a particularly fan of all the glass, though. I like my rooms to be rooms of their own because like every door seems to have like glass around the doorway and like I just kind of want to like walk through a room and be like I don't want anyone watching me hmm. I imagine you'd have like you know like some blinds or something that you can put down maybe it's got that one like electric thing that you know you can run an electrical current through it and like it makes the the door like completely opaque Yeah. Hmm. good job for the whole Minecraft thing yeah, it created a generational phenomenon. Now let's talk Halo in our story pool. A couple of stories that you know, missed Halo. the cut of our, our main headlines. Miles, what's the deal with uh, the happenings in the Halo verse? I wish I had an Xbox One and mine and Minecraft. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were Minecraft and, uh, <laughs> and Minecraft, but the Master Chief Collection. It's MCC Minecraft. It's MC. Either way. Uh, Halo 3 ODST, the campaign is going to be free for anyone who early adopted 
the Master Chief Collection. As you all know, the Master Chief Collection had huge hiccups to start off with. And as they're scrambling to fix it all, they're like, we need to do something for the community. Here's Halo 3 ODST. And I'm way salty about it. Mm. <laughs> I love ODST far more than a lot of the other games in the series. And the fact that everyone is getting ODST for free makes me want to go, I want that. Mm. Does anyone have an early adoption that I can just have? <laughs> but I, I mean, I can't really do that. because. Well, I'm sure they're going to sell it because it's right now in yeah. production. And uh, it should be just you know a big add-on as well. Maybe I, don't I could see it going fifteen twenty dollars, yeah, something like that. But yeah, if you if you played the game, you're right. the The big issues have been on the online multiplayer okay. side, and so yeah, they're working on you know converting ODST to that 1080p 60 frames per second. Mm-hmm. And no. ODST all... was okay. Yeah, I was gonna say you seem to like you seem to like ODST a lot more than most people. I know, and I don't know why, because it's actually so super goddamn good. Just <sighs> sometimes I don't want to be the super awesome badass space marine that just has to breathe to heal his wounds. Maybe I like being like, oh shit, I need to take this on with intelligence instead of, I have this gun, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I mean, I like ODST for the different way they do the story. You're not the Master Chief. You're one of the. You're one of the infantry. You know, you're one of the soldiers that's going out around with their uh, with their team, and you're trying to support things where you are. Where whereas you know, Master Chief's off doing something fantastic and fantastical. Yeah, those are his words. Yeah, he's and fantastic and fantastical. He has fantastic and fantastical. He has fantastic <laughs> <laughs> Let's not even use that line, okay? Yeah. <laughs> So I like it from that point of view, but if you were to say to go from straight from like another Halo game where you're playing as Master Chief and you're saving the universe and all that lovely stuff and you move straight into ODST, you're going to feel like you're a bit, is this really, am I still really playing Halo right now? Am I still playing the same franchise? It's a little different. So I would say, you know, it's a great game to play it by itself, but don't use it as a follow-up from when you've been playing another Halo game, in my opinion. Uh, Yeah, I, I guess. I just... It's just so much better done, I feel. Like, Halo 3 is really good, but it's all too sweeping, I I feel at times. Mm. Like, the best thing is the climax, but everything going up to it, it's like, man, this guy is basically doing everything perfectly. (laughs) And in the ODST, you're just scrambling to really make it out there alive, and you know, you're you're very well trained, you're making a difference in you're making a difference in a small scale. Well Master Chief saves the world, you're saving, you know, small groups of people, you're you're basically giving them a chance to survive. And I think that was a lot better done. Cause with Chief you never really saved anyone like on a personal level. In fact, when it came to personal level <laughs> didn't save a damn life. Hmm. Well, besides Arbiter, I suppose. Yeah, besides Arby. Arby and the Chief. Yeah, besides Arby, he didn't really uh, save did he even? Did he even save him? He didn't really, actually. No, think about uh, they it. both tried to get away, and Arby yeah. got away, and he didn't. But Halo yeah. 4. So, yeah. Uh, that? Actually, I'm wearing my Halo 4 shirt, actually, if I think about it. Mm-hmm. But, um. I'm looking at yeah. my Master Chief in a cryo chamber right now that's on my bedside table, if that makes sense. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'll do. You just keep him there. 
Just like one day he'll wake up. <laughs> he guards. He guards my bed for me, right next to Sonic the Hedgehog. He's right next Rachel's to Sonic like, the Hedgehog's head. Rachel's like, I wake up every day. I'm sorry, you can't, Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, burn. <laughs> yeah, just uh, I mean, <laughs> Chief couldn't save Captain Keys. He couldn't save Miranda Keys. He couldn't save Sergeant Johnson. <laughs> Spoilers, I guess. It's a and he couldn't seven save year old Cortana. Game. And he couldn't save Cortana, and he couldn't save, he couldn't save, he couldn't save, he doesn't save anyone's life. He just saves, like, he saves everyone's life, but he doesn't save anyone's life, you understand? What are you even good for? And ODST, he's, you're one guy, honestly, you're just trying to survive and save as much people as possible, and I really liked that edge of the story, and I loved the gameplay, and how you really had to be careful with your cover and your health. <laughs> how you were always just kind of like actually having to fight and th- I would thank the AI rather than I'll just I'll just you know walk it off. How can three four three fuck up so that they offer us Halo Reach two? Halo Reach two? What? T O O. Oh, what I about to say? I was like, there is no second Halo Reach. Breaking but... news! Show me your <laughs> second. Halo I Reach two. I actually enjoyed Halo Reach myself. Yeah, the um, fine. Yeah, I, I liked it because you get to play as Spartans that were kind of around the same time as um, Spartan One One Seven Master Chief, but they're kind of like elsewhere, and mm-hmm. you get to see where Cortana's being taken to them, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really sad, like how everyone like it was spoiler alert, but everyone dies. Mm. No shit, they all die noble deaths except for one of them. How fitting for the noble team. <laughs> <laughs> one of them doesn't die, and no one knows what happened to him. <laughs> Which one was that? The sniper. He well, he leaves with um, Catherine Halsey. Oh, does he? Yeah, he just get, he leaves with Catherine Halsey, and he doesn't like die. Oh. Maybe the bitch shanks him in a back alley, <laughs> right? <laughs> but otherwise, no. He just leaves with Halsey, and that's the last you see of him. Hmm. Okay. Well, tell me what you know about this relic. Halo 2 anniversary multiplayer map that they're also going to be offering for free. That relic's interesting. I, I I didn't expect it to be as popular as a map as it is, but it is a really popular map. It's this very large, asymmetric map with a towering forerunner structure right in the middle of it. And honestly, you're in a much better position when you're not defending it. Like, everyone wants to get on that structure and defend it because there's only a couple avenues people can come up of. But there's not a whole lot of cover for you to hide behind. So, like, being out and about on the island, which is actually a really pretty island, and I like just walking around it because it's such a huge map. There should be more toys on it, to be honest. I'm more happy to see what I can do in Forge with this map. Mm, yeah. Give me some really fun, <laughs> really fun things to drive. That's what yeah. I want. Now there is some speculation afoot. Um, so this advert that you're talking about, this commercial, for the new gamepad, I have not seen this. Yeah. This is new to me. Yeah, this is, this is pretty different. It's a, uh, it's on the Japanese Nintendo Co. LTD YouTube channel, and it says, like, European version is the name of the clip. It's, it involves Mario Kart 8 multiplayer. It's a commercial. And 
uh, this is really interesting. They're showing a shot that appears to be what looks like a smaller gamepad. Now, mm. it, it's creating a lot of speculation. I mean, people saying like, oh, you're, you're taking too much stock in it, you know, blurred shot. You'd think Nintendo, like, would, especially Nintendo Japan, would control every single image and that they would not let this shot, you know, get out at all. Mm. Uh, but it's, I think it's worth talking about. It's something that it is know, a very. It's a different gamepad for sure. Mm-hmm. I it mean, definitely it just looks, looks like it because the screen looks much bigger, at least compared to the rest of you know the size mm-hmm. of the device. Well, yeah, but I mean, to really just look at it, it's just like that. That top portion is much smaller in that one. Like if you look at the regular Wii U controller, like a person's hand, kind of like from it is definitely smaller. Yeah, like your thumb would fall around the D-pad uh, on a regular person's hand, whereas here it looks like your thumb is much more ergonomically falling on the uh, control stick. Mm-hmm. Unless if he's a giant and he just has really big hands. Well, this is Japan. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, the guys in the, guys in the advert aren't Japanese. Mm. Well, it's supposed to be like European version, so I think it's more supposed to cater to, to like a Europe... Mm-hmm. The top of the gamepad looks slightly different as well. I mean, it looks thinner at the top. Mm-hmm, yeah. So yeah. it looks like there's a bit of difference there. It, Meaning, uh, yeah, the screen just does look a lot bigger. Owning a Wii U gamepad, it's, it, I find it to be a little too bulky to play, and I'd rather go to something like a you know, classic controller pro. Mm-hmm. Or the pro controller, whatever they, they call this new wireless controller version, especially when I was playing... You know, Wind Waker HD and the battery only lasts for like three and a half hours. I'm like, well, I really like the features of the gamepad, but I want to have some longer stints than that. So if they're doing a redesign of the Wii U gamepad, which it's all speculation right now, and it's more mentioning it here in the story pool to see if, you know, it you know pans out in the future. If they're doing a redesign, I'd be very interested to see what it is, because it, it even looks like it could be a little slimmer. Uh, which, Wii U Slim? Yeah, Wii U Slim. Not necessarily with the console. The console is up there and doesn't look like it's changed, but you know, a little slimmer form factor on the gamepad. Um, they do that. They improve the battery life. If you know, they make it a little more ergonomic, I'd be totally Start giving us two gamepad games. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, just selling gamepads separately in, in general. Yeah. I think that's also part of the issue. That they have not done that in stores, I think that's crazy. At, at this point, we mm-hmm. you know two years into the Wii U's life cycle. Well, the games that are out recently. Uh, handheld devices, we can talk about Nintendo 3DS, and Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy is now out on that. Ooh, I want it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I should probably do that kind of thing. This is the HD version that they had originally on iPads. So they've kind of brought that and kind of refined the graphics for the 3DS, and hopefully they've corrected... <laughs> the translation errors, because on the iPad version there were some not-so-good translations of, you know, words, just poor But does the miracle ever, never happen? <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, the first three Ace Attorney games, so Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, Ace Attorney Justice for All, and Ace Attorney Trials and Tribulations all on 3DS in a... Gosh, I don't know the price. I want to say it would be a $30 pack. Hmm. Which, which, for those quality of games, if you've not played those games, uh, do that, because they are great. Great! Also, also Guilty Geared Exard Sign. 
that's a that's a strange little name for a fighting that game. That is a very strange name, Xard. Mm-hmm. X, it's Charizard X. <laughs> <laughs> Mega Charizard X sign. Yes, it's they they are they are hand signing Mega Charizard X. <laughs> this is actually Pokemon Fighters. There's like. Tsh- like crossing the time we do fighting games in Braille, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. They don't hold a different twist on reading your opponent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a second, I just, need to, I just need to feel your face. Okay, you're about to punch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Pow. Oh boy, the Ace Attorney trilogy is actually pretty cheap over here. That's only twenty four ninety nine. Oh. Wow, that, that might be the same price in dollars. All really? the more reason to go pick that up. Oh, sad. Do that, people. I might actually download it. <laughs> Do the thing. Yes. Anyway, that's really about it in the games that are out recently. It's the end of the year. They don't you know, want to release more games now that you're past, you know, the big holiday rush. Like, you could get, you know, some last-minute Christmas stuff, but... It'd uh, have to be epic. That's really about it. <laughs> Miles, what have you been playing lately? Finally sat down and started playing... Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD. Yeah. Good man. This is the only one that I've played and not beaten. Ooh. So hopefully we'll do something with that this time. I'm halfway through the game, I guess. Where are you at? I I just entered the Earth Temple with Medley. Oh, wow. You're actually, I'd say, three quarters of the way through. Right, and I've picked up a couple of uh, Triforce shards as well so far. I'm glad and that they made that so much easier in the gotten a couple of things deciphered as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of did a lot of different things, you know, before I went in there. I couldn't really find Makar because I wanted to do him first or Makar, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. He's so cute. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm more of a Medley fan myself. Medley, yeah. the best. The phrase the... "fuck a duck" comes to mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Vocal kinds of duck. Well, you're enjoying it so far? I am enjoying it so far. It does show its age a little bit here and there, uh, especially with the uh, the sword mechanic. Mm. I feel like it was better done in some of the other games because I'm fighting, I'm like, I want to do this and then this and then this. And sometimes it does that, but sometimes the camera likes to do whatever it freaking feels like doing and I'm suddenly flying off into the distance. I don't often fight you with Z-targeting. I don't... I mean, that's a bit weird. It's a Zelda. Z-targeting is kind of the Zelda thing, but, like, uh... I don't particularly need it. Mm. But, uh, in in this game, it feels like, after Ocarina of Time, they felt like they needed to use it. So, some things you can't do without Z-targeting. It's just weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I love how many great improvements they made in that game. Mm -hmm. Like, even early on, with the grappling hook... Like, the fact that you can move while gravity... You don't have to, like, yeah. come to a complete stop, rotate. Okay, and now get swinging again. Like, the fact that you can just, you know, change the direction, like, while you're swinging. Ah, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, those are all pretty good things. But, uh... I'm having a really difficult time with the controllers. Mm. Like, I tried with the gamepad, and I tried with the 3 Pro controller. Just having two Z buttons and having them do, do like, different things yeah. is, like... I need to switch my arrow for my thing. Oh, okay, I shot an arrow. Okay, so I need to... <laughs> alright, 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 alright. Oh, damn, I went past it. Alright, alright, alright. Alright, now I'm gonna shoot the arrow. And I switched it again. Damn it. Alright, alright. Alright, now shoot the arrow. Okay. 
Now I just need to. Why is it? Which? Why am I? Uh, this isn't targeting. That that was pretty much my entire thing. It's kind of like I like what they've done, but the same token, it's like there's so many more buttons. Mm. And uh, it, it's mostly because like I'm dancing between playing Project M a lot and oh. this game. So like the fact that there's another button, and I I don't really press the Z button all that much on a GameCube controller. So the fact that I have to keep on switching between an R and a Z and a Z and an L and a Z. Right. It's just kind of like, all right, my brain is not switching between games very easily. Ah, uh, those letters. And then when X changes position on all the different console controllers. Uh, right. It's just, ugh. But, yeah, oh, God, that's the worst part about it, honestly, is, like, I keep pressing a completely different button to pull my sword out. Mm-hmm. And instead I'm pulling out. Usually a bomb going, oh, nope, 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 nope. Or you're like, you're rolling or something like that. Roll wouldn't be nearly as bad. Mm. Yeah. So I'm going to smack you with a bomb. <laughs> well, I didn't really need that hard. <laughs> Throw <laughs> it right in their face, explode. Uh, it's one of my favorite games mm. of all time, so I'm I'm glad you're getting around to playing it. I played it before. I just got to the driver quest and noped out. <laughs> Yeah, it's much easier in this one. That's that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's a good end game. And, you know, once you collect all eight, you're in end game. So yeah, I just need a hook shot. Mm. I need my hook shot and mirror sealed. I'm a little sad that I did the pit of trials or whatever the savage labyrinth. Oh I yeah, got yeah. To, I got to level thirty, and I'm like, all right, do I? I don't have everything. All of the things. No. Are there going to be monsters in here that I need something for? So I did a quick internet search and was just like. You can only kill Poe with the mirror shield. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to get friggin' trapped on this thing and be like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to stand in the light and hope they walk over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Wind Temple's interesting after the Earth Temple. It's, yeah, Makar. There's just Makar. I love him. Don't be mean. Rachel, what are you playing? Um, well, I've been playing a lot more Pokemon recently again because I've been legendary hunting and I actually prefer legendary hunting over anything else I've been doing in the game. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, Make a ruby of... awful sapphire contender for game of the year because legendary hunting. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Legendary hunting is so fun and I want to get apple sapphire just so I can get the rest of them now because... <laughs> mm. I have one more that I can catch. What was its name again? Uh, Cresselia. That's the one, because I get it wrong. And you say I've got... Celestia. Shut up! <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm still Princess learning. Princess Celestia. I don't watch My Little Pony. I've still got to get, like, I've got to get that one Pokemon, and then all the rest of them is going to be basically getting the one from Alpha Sapphire. Um... And then I'm pretty much done with that game unless I decide to go back onto Pokemon X or, you know, get the legendary birds by playing the games through three times. That's going to be fun. Yeah, that's strange. Like, they say, like, oh, you have almost all the legendaries. And, like, you don't have Zapdos, Moltres, Articuno. You don't have Mew. No, yeah. I had Mewtwo already for my last game, so that's right. fine. I mean, but... they don't think you can catch your, capture Mewtwo there. So it's, like, Gen 2 onward. Well, sure. Yeah. I don't, even, I don't even know if, like, they have... Like, how can you get Jirachi? Nope. How can you get Darkrai? Nope. I'm not, not talking about you, Darkrai, but Darkrai. <laughs> Can't get Darkrai, though. Hmm. No, I mean, I've, I've seen the list of all the Pokemon that you can catch in Omega Ruby, and there's a lot of them. There is uh, a lot. I, there's a lot, but there's just not all of them. Hmm. So, I want more. 
I've also been just, you know, playing my usual Tomodachi life. So many people are getting married and having kids. It's crazy. And they give me money every day, and I like it. I think they just pay their rent. As far as Pokemon Legendary Hunting, that's my least favorite part of the game. And I love it so much. The least favorite part I have is throwing all the balls at them and just seeing them jump out every single fucking time. And I'm like, oh, God, just, just get caught, please. So if that's the part that I hate and that's the part that you hate, then why do you like it? It's the satisfaction of getting the legendary. I guess. Yeah. yeah that's that's the satisfaction that I like, and that makes me feel really good, because I'm like, oh, legendary Pokemon. Yes, it's fine I, now. I think my favorite thing was the glitch in Soul Silver, where you could set Entei to sleep, but then he still ran away. Yeah. <laughs> Entei doesn't run, doesn't run away anymore. Oh, he doesn't run away. He just, he just stays there, and it's like, yay, you're mine now. All of them just stay there, and no one runs away. Now, just um, imagine if you're doing soft resets for IVs on legendaries. Or shinies. Or shinies. Fuck that. Fuck that noise. I ain't got time for that. So, well, I've not been playing on my 3DS. So I've been playing um, an, I- uh, an iPhone app game. I think you can get on other smartphones as well, actually. And I don't normally play games, like app, app games. Um, app-based games? I don't know what you call them. And this one was released by um, a YouTuber that I follow, actually, called Tom Scar. And he got together with um, a game studio, and they made something called Cat Attack, which is spelled K-A-T-A-T-A-K. Cat Attack. Which is basically... It's basically... The, the story of it is alien cats have come to invade the world, and they're killing everything, so you have to shoot all the cats and kill them. <laughs> So, the story of the game is very simple, and I'm surprised that they haven't had a million and one complaints from people like PETA or the RSPCA. I'm very surprised that PETA have not made a massive thing against this yet. I have a funny feeling, though, they probably would do... Because it's a YouTuber making a mobile game. Yeah, but they they had to go at Mario for wearing a Tanuki suit. Because Mario's Mario, and Pokemon is Pokemon, but this is a YouTuber making a mobile game. I don't think their priorities are that high. I mean, Tom Scott does great stuff, but, like, if Peter's going to be, like, a little whiny kid about treatment in video games, I think they have bigger targets to try to get their negative attention. Yeah, just a bit. Just a bit. But those are the ones I've been playing. I find them quite fun, and I will... Well, I'm going to be buying the... Oh, I've actually just bought the triple pack of Phoenix Wright since we've been talking about it. Um, nice. So I'm going to download that after this call is done and start playing that. So I'll have that to chat about next time. Fun. Yay. I've just been playing Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. <laughs> the HD version on the 2.5 Remix. I really enjoyed Final Mix. Uh, really cool to see all the different things that they added. That used to be only Japan only. Uh, I must say the the boss fight with Roxas just comes out of nowhere. Like I I knew it was a thing near the end of the game, but like oh I didn't expect it at that point in the game. I thought it was gonna be closer to like near the end, like close to the final boss. But like you enter the world that never was, and it's like oh it's that that tower. Okay, we're doing this now. Uh, I liked all the different collectible elements in it. Uh, I just found out way too late about you know using your valor and your master form to buff your your jump. Really? And then your, about your double time. jump. Like I just found out way too. I mean, 
I found out basically at where did I find like the halfway point essentially. Mm. And yeah, last time I was at the uh, last episode, I was at the second time through Olympus Coliseum. So okay, I, yeah, I was starting at that point. But honestly, that's about when I learned about that stuff. I was just kind of like, why am I getting nothing else? And then you know, I started doing the things like you unlocked level this. I'm like, was that tied with my? And then I started doing wisdom, and I hated using wisdom. Wisdom sucks. But I started, but I started using it, and I'm like, okay. And then I just started, like, dicking around with wisdom, and it's now it's my favorite one. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much like, I'm like, look at me, sliding around. I get my pew-pews on, and I'm skating around, and it's really fun. And once it levels up, it's like probably I feel like it could be your strongest form easily. Hmm. Like wisdom is kind of like I have nothing but ranged attacks that are while I'm moving around, and I don't have to fear getting hit by anyone. This is awesome. Yeah, really good game. The my only concern is like there just feels like a lot of padding in in that game. Having to go back through all the worlds a second time, pretty much. I mean. It's nice to revisit them, and it continues the story in a lot of them. Some of them are definitely feel like padding. Other ones feel like great additions. Yeah. Like, one that's padding feels like... But uh, I shouldn't really even bring this up as a pad, one with padding, because the entire world feels like padding would be the Pirates one. I would say, goddamn Port mm-hmm. Royal. Yeah. That like, one could have been fantastic. It wasn't. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the second the second run was better than the first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, the ones when they like try to go like to the script or like to the movie plot, mm-hmm. like just give me something different. I know the movie, mm-hmm. I know what you're trying to do. And yeah, we've talked about it, like on the Question Me Roundtable and on this show before about just the horrific voice acting. And yeah, yeah when you mentioned it before uh, at one of those shows, when Captain Jack Sparrow gets angry mm-hmm. or, or like violent, like what the fuck is this? That's not a Captain Jack Sparrow. He gets snarky. Yeah, he doesn't get angry, he gets snarky, and then he gets even. <laughs> yeah, That's so... That's kind of the point of the character. You, but, you uh, do that combined with the just not matching at all. Like It's like they didn't even try to match the voices. Not really. For you see, Miss Turner. You're in <laughs> yeah, just all of Port Royal. But the game was a lot of fun. I'm, I really enjoyed it. I just with all the different games to play. Part of me, like if it were the only game that I were playing, I'd go back and do more completionist things and go through the worlds and try to get all the puzzle pieces and level up all my drives. But it's just like I have other games. I have so to many play. other things to do. Yep, and other things to do. Let's wrap things up with YouTube video recommendations, Miles. Uh, I have been spending way too much time listening to It's Been So Long on repeat. And what is that? It's Been So Long is a song by the Living Tombstone. Some people might recognize that name as someone who is really big into pony music, music videos. He does you a know, lot of great music. Yeah, and but you know he was doing that beforehand. He just got popular because of Pony. He got into Pony, and he really liked Pony, and he made Pony songs, and then he got popular, and now he's doing all these other things, and being able to do so many other things, and he's And then got... he had sex with the Pony and got arrested. Um, no, that's Mando. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, but uh, he's gone into, you know, other games and things, and a while back he did Five Nights at Freddy's, a just a song for Five Nights at Freddy's, 
And that one was weird in that it wasn't so bad as it was, like, it was an outsider's perspective being inside the game. Like, why are you still here? Why would you come back night after night? And it was kind of like, this is too meta. It's kind of dumb. But then It's Been So Long comes out, and I cannot stop listening to this. It's deep into the lore of Five Nights, Freddy, Five Nights at Freddy's, and it's really, really good. I would recommend it to anyone who's who's seen Five Nights at Freddy's, who's interested in Five Nights at Freddy's. If you've played the games, you'll probably fall in love with the song as much as I have. I, I think everyone needs to see the song because of how good it is. The only bad part, it's kind of short. Hmm. Yeah, he's also well known for doing the the spooky, scary skeletons remix, yep. and he among others. Scary. What about Super Smash Bro? Smash, Smash Mouth Brothers? Oh yeah, somebody once told me the world was gonna burn up if it out of tune to shed. And he's uh, good buddies with uh, very own Cyberlink four twenty. Mm-hmm. So, that's cool. very very cool. Uh, I'll I'll go next actually because mine is actually rather similar to the the lore in Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm going to recommend the Game Theory videos on Five Nights at Freddy's. The first one is based off of the first game and you know making predictions based on the lore. But since the second one has come out and really fleshed that out, he did a follow-up video uh, to yeah. that uh, with Matt Pat. And, yeah, though, those... I'm not one who's ever really going to play Five Nights at Freddy's. Like The gameplay doesn't appeal to me. I'm not even... One, like, I see videos of, like, a oh, warning for the jump scares, and, like, I don't get jump scared. I'm I'm weird like that, I guess. So, but the, the lore and how the careful attention to detail and to writing, all that, it's really interesting, and it's fun to give it a watch, and it's a kind of a dissection of that. It mind-blew me. Yeah. Yeah, you need to see the second one. It's really good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I just, I don't like it. <laughs> they do make hop skips and the jumps on other, other. There's so much bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, ah, sometimes they've had good videos. They definitely have had good videos. Sometimes... This is one where there's analysis there, so I think you'd like okay. this one. But where they're extrapolating shit, yeah. Yeah, where they're extrapolating shit that really isn't there. Like, I just look at it and go, like. Mario being like psychopathic or whatever. It's like he's really psychopathic in this, and it's like it, you made two videos on this. Mm. There, there, there's a point where you're like you need to stop. You just need to stop for a second. And it's like, please produce content that fits around your channel's theories, mm. like your theory and analysis, not making up shit for views, please. Yeah, that's where I stand. It, it just. And now don't, for some th- something completely different, Rachel. Set yourself as a source, and then yes, do please that. let me please let me get get to my topic because I still need to go out and get food. I'm starving, <laughs> and I'm raging. I'm hungry. That's worse. So the YouTube video I'd recommend is again related to Tomodachi Life because Tomodachi Life you can have a lot of fun. It's actually from Vine Source, and I love Vine Source videos, especially Vinny because he does like a lot of corruption videos, but. He released one called The Sloppy Seconds Brothers. And the title itself is amusing, but the actual content of it, it's, it's, it, it just really makes you laugh. It really does. So I definitely recommend giving that one a watch. It's about five minutes long. doesn't take much out of your time. and Just, just go for it. It's the great. Goose is Loose. The Goose is Loose. That, that damn Goose. I'm not going to mention too much about the video because I want people to experience it for themselves. 
Well, we wish you a happy 2014. Everyone, enjoy the holidays with your friends, with your family. We're hoping to enjoy it with our friends next weekend, so stay tuned on any developments from that. Uh, but otherwise, we're going to take a little you know, break from our different shows, and we're going to really crack down and focus on the Show Me Your News Game of the Year Awards. Uh, that's a big, big time commitment for all of us, and it's a... Also, I am looking forward to spending my first Christmas with you. Oh, I can't wait. Sorry. <laughs> It'll be, it'll That's be great. your first Christmas <laughs> with with Pete. Yes, it'll be really nice in in America, and yeah, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be great. Yeah. So we hope that you have a wonderful holiday season as well. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. There it is. <laughs> That's awesome. Merry Festivus to the rest of us. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> with that, I'm Peter. I'm Miles. I'm Rachel. We're out. Happy 2014. Find out more about this show and other podcasts at the Show Me Your News Network, where you can embrace your inner nerd over at showmeyournews.com. Fans can interact with other sminjas at the friendliest community on the net at showmeyournews.com slash forum. News. It's got to move on to video. Yeah. So here's my thought. I don't want to abandon entirely what we do. I think we do too many big things throughout the year that I think there's still value in that. Whether it's the Game of the Year awards, whether it's what we do for E3. So I think a flexible monthly podcast schedule of what we do now i think that helps i think that can act as a supplement to what i propose as far as a video uh format would go since i'm i'm now in possession of a video camera um you know all the gear and whatnot now you both can still participate in so what i have in mind miles i don't know if you have seen the show like the final boss man yes something like that so Taking like that with a bit of like screw attack hard news sort of spin where it's more like we need to be able to react to gaming news in a faster format uh-huh. in a more opinionated format and I think a possible way to do that is um, just kind of like it's almost like in a way a, a soapbox if you think about going back to the, the show me your news formats yeah. of old but kind of just taking like that in its own little shorter video and turning it around in a faster time than say like, oh, well, <laughs> well, this news happened a couple weeks ago just after we recorded our last episode. How about that? But we waited until now to talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, So I think it can it still work. If it worked seven years ago. Yeah, right. It, no, it, it, totally, it totally did. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still part of that in a way. Uh, but I think now, and the way you both can still participate, it's whether, well, for Miles, for you, it, it'd be more almost like you record the audio of your, your rant, and then I fill it with B-roll. Uh, Rachel, I don't know if like a webcam video recording could possibly work for you, or if you wanted to yeah, do the I'm same, or that. if you wanted to do the same with just, uh, you know, audio recording only. You know, still I'll having... show off my pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so, so in other words, it'd be kind of like um, 
uh, honestly, how Stephen Colbert started. He was a, a correspondent, basically, for mm. John Stewart's show. So, you know, that might be a good way to, you know, do it during this period of time. 